Hi guys, welcome to the Two Moms Zero Attention Spam podcast. I'm Jess. I'm Allison. And today we are going to talk about bullying. Yes. But before we do that, Allison, let's jump into our highs and our lows for the week. Okay, I'm going to go quickly because um, right now, like I said, I am I'm doing good. I'm out of my mommy funk. I don't have any lows. I'm I'm doing good right now. Um, my highs are I started working on something I'm super passionate about, which is a book between parents and teens from the teen perspective, from the parenting perspective, and then ways for them to communicate. And that's something very near and dear to my heart. So I'm very excited about that. I'm personally so excited about that because I feel like people always ask me for teen resources. They are constantly asking me questions about teens and I always point them in your direction. Thank you. It, it's hard because there's not a lot of resources. That is for sure. Not for teenagers anyway. So. And I love the way that you talk about, you know, the connection that you have with your girls, the communication, the way I love your, Thank the, you. the whole way that you see your teens is just love that. Thank you. And how, uh, how about you? How, how's your week going? So my highs for the week, my children's book, my first children's book, it is finished it is ready to be published Yay! i have a launch date for it um i'm gonna do a little launch party for it which i'm very excited about and mm-hmm. i'm gonna start promoting it um this week coming up so i am very very excited about that's it that's amazing i love that and um, is, oh and my low is very relevant to today's topic yes yes um <laughs> Because my low is that my son got picked on at school and it was, you know, it's, it's, it's very, very sad. You know, he's the sweetest, kindest, most empathetic kid in the world. It always happens. It always happens to yep. the nice kids, right? It it's does. always, uh, it's always the ones that are like sweet, like honey that yep. get picked on. But um, some kid, you know, knocked his lunch over and then was taunting him and laughing yep. at him in the lunchroom. And, and, you know, it's sad the worst it is the worst um which leads us to today's topic yes (laughs) it's how do we protect our children from these things it has been it's definitely been a journey for me because my girls have been through it at different points people saying things or stuff like that and it's really difficult as a mom to watch your child learn to navigate those situations and know when to step in and not step in and not overstep and make it worse than it actually is. So um, we had dealt with a situation like this when one of my daughters was in third grade and she would come home with her uniform tight scratched or ripped or dirty. And I said, what's happening? She's like, this girl keeps kicking me. She keeps coming up and kicking me and pulling my hair and doing all this stuff. And of course, me as a mom, my first instinct is where's her mother? And you can't act like that. That's not a good example. So we had to come up with ways for her to um, stand up for herself, but it's so difficult because she does not like hurting people's feelings. Just like your son, she doesn't want to be mean. It's just, I had to learn that she's never going to handle the situations the way that I would, or that maybe one of my other children would. And that was very hard as a parent. And also she got over stuff so quick where me, I was still sad for her, but she's already over it. So I really had to learn to reel that in. And that is tough. That that was probably the hardest part for me. Yes, that's the other thing is he gets over it so quick. He got off the bus. He was in a great mood, just wanted to play, just wanted to move on to the next yeah. one thing. He doesn't like to talk about it, rehash it, which irks my soul because yes. I like to talk things to death. Yeah. Uh, like, yeah. Um, 
And so I really feel like the number one best way to help because you can't stop bullying. Bullying, it's always going to exist. Yeah. And I love the way that we are all universally trying to teach our kids about inclusion and kindness and kind words. Yes. I love that, but it's still going to happen. Yeah. You get enough kids. That's in right. Spot, which is what a school is. You're yeah. going to have some kids that are going to be bullies and mm-hmm. you can't, you can't shield your kids for that from that forever. It's, yeah. it's you got to prepare them. You have to prepare them for prepare. it. And I think the best way to prepare your kids for bullying is to build them up, mm-hmm. is to build them up for the people that they are, make sure that they have a secure sense of self-worth mm-hmm. um, because when somebody with a bad attitude is picking on them, telling them, you know, calling them a loser, calling them a weirdo, whatever it mm-hmm. is, right? Um, but they know that they're not. Like they know it, right? Like yeah. they they feel it that because they've been told that they've been built up for who they are as people yeah. in their own life. You know, and like you said, when you build your child up that way, when someone does ca- come take a little chip at them or say something it's so easy for it to roll off of them or easier for it to roll off of them because they've been told a million times how smart and how great and what an amazing friend you are and how talented they've been told all these things. So if someone comes and says, you're ugly, you're weird, you're this, they're like, sorry, you feel that way. It's easier for it to roll off of their back. And that doesn't mean it still doesn't hurt feelings sometimes and things like that, but it is a lot easier to deal with. And I think the other way to help prepare them, I know you do this too, Jess, is acting out scenarios with your children for when they are in these situations so that they have an arsenal of tools that they know how to use when they're in them. Yep. And I, I do love the kids' school. So the kids' school does talk about this, how to handle conflict and whatever, and they go through. Um, so one thing, though, is that I don't feel like they give the kids any options for if it doesn't stop, if it's relentless. I do feel that. I see their little worksheets. They say, ignore the behavior. They say, walk away from the behavior. They say, get a teacher about the behavior. But we have already had circumstances where those three things didn't work. Yeah. So, and they're not working. That's right. I do. I have walked through my, with my kids scenarios about, walk through scenarios with my kids about how to handle, what do you do if somebody does this? What do you do if somebody does this? And I do that with other things too in their life. I do that, you know, with keeping them safe from grooming behaviors right. and like that. Um, because you don't, it's, and it's not to make your kids fearful of anything. It's preparation. It's to prepare them. But yeah. I think, I think too, another thing with my kids that I tried to do was I wanted them to know if it ever did, if they did have a bully that was relentless, we went to the teacher, we went to the school, nothing happened and they put their hands on them. They are allowed to defend themselves and they will not be in trouble with me. They are allowed to defend themselves or stand up and say, you're not going to kick me and you're not going to put your hands on me like that. And if for some reason that day, the teacher found them at fault instead, they would not be in trouble, that they are allowed to stand up and stick up for themselves and set the president, you're not picking on me. That is not going to happen. It's not going to fly. Um, And if they got, because a lot of times kids that are very mild mannered will be pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed. And then when they finally explode, then they get in trouble, even though they were the victim. So I wanted my kids to know that's not that you're not going to be in trouble ever for defending yourself against someone. Yep. And I think that's one of the biggest misconceptions about gentle, respectful, parented kids, right? It's like they won't be able to handle 
the, uh, yeah. uh, and it, like, oh, what happens? They're just going to do that. No, they know how to set their own boundaries. They know mm-hmm. that they are allowed to set their own boundaries and that their voice actually matters. Yes. You know? And not only that, but I, my kids take self-defense classes, Yeah, you know, it's not, not preparing your kids for the world. It's hoping that when they go out into the world, they're going to make it a little bit of a kinder place, right? That's right. They won't be adding to that hostility, but they will be able to defend themselves and know that they are able to defend themselves. And I don't know if this is in line with gentle, respectful parenting. I've always told my kids, you cannot start a fight. You can finish one though. That's right. If somebody, <laughs> if somebody, that's keeps right. Them, yeah. Because you're not going to, you're never going to go up and push someone. You're not going to, you know, but if somebody's pushing you and your teacher's done nothing and you've walked away and nobody, you can push them back. That's right. You know, they don't, they don't get to touch your body like that because I preach kindness and everything. You got to be kind to yourself. Mm-hmm. Holding other people accountable is a form of kindness. That's Setting right. Setting up, holding your own boundaries. That is being kind to yourself. And there is absolutely nothing wrong with that. There, there's not, there's nothing wrong with it at all. And I also think with, when, I think your son is this way too, the same as how I told you my daughter was when they see someone else being bullied or picked on or sad or upset, they're always the first ones to go over and console that child when no one else does. And that's something that I noticed that it's like the kids that are not aggressive back or they're so empathetic. And I've watched my kids do that with other children in school time and time again, stand up for kids that were being bullied or called names or things like that, because bullying is not going to go away. It's going to be there as you just stated. So we have to find ways to deal with it because schools are not always prepared. They're not always willing. So the best way to set them up for success is to give them the tools, give them the self-confidence and let them know that if and when they come to a situation where they've had enough and no one's doing anything that they can stand up for themselves and they will not be in trouble. I really think that's the best way to attack the, the bullying. Yep. We had an incident last year and and I had, and it it was ongoing. It went on for months with these, um, you know, a few little boys and my son. Mm-hmm. And um, I reached out to their mom, his mom, and I will forever be grateful because, um, because she didn't go on the defense. She didn't. She immediately started to remedy the situation. She took it seriously. She didn't say, "Oh, my child would never." Right? Mm-hmm. And you know, what's funny is um, the other child the parent took the you know oh my child would never approach Mm -hmm. and everybody always thinks that oh these gentle parented kids are the ones that are you know think that the world revolves around them gonna gonna be picking on no Mm -hmm. I have never had my son picked on by a kid who was gentle parented or respectful parented from from how I knew that the parenting styles at home um that I was sure of it's never happened. Yep. And, and they were much more likely to take the position of my child would never because their child really doesn't at home. Yep. They really don't see any of these behaviors, but then yep. they go to school and they mimic those behaviors. Yeah. And then some, and my son happened to be on the receiving end of it. But I also talked to my son about how to find friends that are not only going to be kind to you, but be kind to others. Mm-hmm. You are in a group of friends. And I was so, so, so proud of him because when this kid that he was friends with used to started picking on other kids or was a problem, he said, I can't be friends with him anymore because he learned how to be mean from his new friends. Um, Good for, and that's such, and, that's... He, and he didn't follow the crowd yes. and it would have been easy. It would have been easy 
to just, oh, well, everybody else is doing it. No, you know, it's not right. And you didn't do it. So it's, uh, you know, that is such an important lesson. That is such an important lesson for our kids to know sometimes to do the right thing. You have to stand alone. And that is really scary when you're young. It's scary when you're older, but sometimes to do the right thing, you have to stand alone. And if someone is treating you badly or treating a friend badly and no one else is saying anything, you can say it. You can say you're not going to do that. Or I can't be friends with you if you do. And it was tough when, you know, how, um, preteen and tween girls can be they can be very gossipy and and things like that and I always told my girls when you're looking for friends if someone is talking badly or bullying or you know talking crap about someone else they're if they're doing that about other people they're going to do that to you and my girls always listen to that because if you if people are talking about other people badly and treating them badly eventually they're going to do that to you too that's always one of, well, you know, I deal with very preteen behaviors with adults in my yeah, neighborhood. Yeah. Um, and it's funny because people were saying, you know, and this goes back to the self-esteem, the sense of self-worth. People were saying, oh, well, well, I wouldn't have let that slide that they said or that passive aggressive comment. I do not care what these people think about me one little bit. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be their friend. I don't want to be friends with people right. who behave and act like this, right. you know? And when their friend, because they got a little pr- group, you know, a little click as preteens do, 40 mm-hmm. year old preteens do. Yeah. Um, when their little members of their click are not around, they're talking badly about them. Yes. Back. Mm-hmm. I would never want to be a part Why of would I want to fit in your club no. when your club is toxic and mean and, and horrible. I don't want to be a part of it, but that's yeah. easier when you teach them that let it roll off your back because they are irrelevant that their opinion does not matter. So let's do this. Since we know that one of the biggest ways to pre- help prepare them to, um, deal with bullying is to act out the scenarios if they're, they're comfortable with it. Do you want to give some examples on what those scenarios might look like and what we run through with our kids? And Yeah. I, um, cause I just did this yesterday with my kid. Um, I was, <laughs> um, so with the bullying in particular, the type that typically happens in elementary school, mm-hmm. I said to my son, I said, what would you do if somebody, you know, went up to you and said, ha ha, you're such a loser. You're, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you talk like a baby. And he said, first he would ignore it. That was his mm-hmm. first thing is he would just ignore it. He doesn't, <laughs> which is very on. I, my other son took a different route completely. Right, right, right. <laughs> but my one son said I would ignore it. And then I said, what if they kept doing it? What if the next day they were like, haha, baby talker, baby talker talks like a baby. Mm-hmm. Um, and he said that he would make sure he would tell his teacher. And I said, well, what if, what if after you tell your teacher, it keeps happening? Mm-hmm. And he said, I would tell the teacher again that it kept happening. And I was like, okay. Okay. And then then he said, and then I said, okay, when would you tell him, don't talk to me like that? Stop talking to me. Right. Leave me alone. And he said that he would do it after that. Now, my other son, I did the same Uh (laughs) scenario. Um, And he was like, and I said, you know, what if somebody said, oh, ha ha, baby talker, baby talker. And he was like, I would tell them to shut their mouth, and yeah. <laughs> which is, by the way, not the way that I allow. But you know what? I don't mind that. But I, I don't honestly, mind that in that situation. Yeah. I yeah. don't. I really don't. If you're standing up for yourself, I don't mind it. I don't allow talking like that to each other in our home or to our mm-hmm. friends. 
But if you're standing up for yourself and somebody's picking on you and you say, shut your mouth, you know what? Good. Yeah. Fine. Because I you dealt with the same thing with my, my, my one daughter is very much, um, very empathetic and she never wants to hurt feelings and she will not, she will not go at people like that, even if it's in defense. So we had to find other ways to work, but we practice stuff like that. Um, you're not going to talk to me that way. I don't like you talking to me that way, whatever the case may be. But my other daughter would be like, no, you need to shut up and get away from me. And yeah. it's difficult when you have two kids that handle things so vastly differently. Like that was difficult for me as a mom, because you always want to feel like they know how to protect themselves. But in reality, now that she's almost 17, she does protect herself. She just doesn't do it in that way. She protects herself by the people she won't be friends with or is not friends with or doesn't hang out with or doesn't feed into the gossip at work or whatever it is. She does protect herself. It's just not in the way that I thought that she should when she was younger, but she found her own way. That's very, very, very true. Cause there's a lot to be said for just protecting your peace too. Yeah. But I, so the key phrases that I give them, cause I give them key phrases, they're little. So mm -hmm. I back off, don't touch me. Mm -hmm. If somebody starts pushing you back off, don't touch me. And then if they keep pushing you again, you can push them back. By the way, my son who won't put his hand, who like, who is so, so, so sweet is like the biggest kid in his grade. Of course, <laughs> like, of course. And like, could easily oh, wipe him out. He's just this gentle giant. And then, yep. um, and then my other son who's just fiery, he's like this little pipsqueak of a thing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. So then, you know, I say, back off, don't touch me. Leave me alone. Mm -hmm. Leave me alone. Mm -hmm. Go away. Leave me alone. Um, and then if they follow you, I tell them, I said, back off. And that's, those are like the, the like phrases yeah. that I'll give them to use. I love that so much. And I think that when we do, when we practice any scenarios like that, safety scenarios, bullying scenarios, the more we practice that with them, the more natural it is and the more comfortable they are with doing it. Um, and I think that's so imperative when we're dealing with this stuff because bullying is brutal. It can be so brutal. Yep. And especially when you have a child that is not very much um, into communicating their needs or telling you about things a lot, because I have one of those too. Um, it was just, it was difficult to get out of them what was happening or how they were feeling about it. So I had to make sure they were prepared when they were in those scenarios. I just had to make sure they were prepared for it. So, yeah. And, uh and more than that, though, I do think that self-esteem, sense Absolutely. of self-worth, building that up, that's one of the easiest, best, and most effective ways mm -hmm. that you can per, like protect your children from bullying. Because even if they are the type of child, like your daughter, like my son, who mm -hmm. are more likely to protect their peace than to yes. stand up for themselves, they still will remain self-assured yeah. and confident and okay, in a sense. Um, because they know who they are Absolutely. and they know that this isn't going to be, you know, and this is actually one of the biggest things that got my husband on board with respectful, gentle parenting is because I told him, I was like, what do you think is going to happen with our child? If, when he goes to school, if he goes to school, kids are picking on him because he's mm -hmm. different. And when he's at home, everybody's short tempered with him because you know, because he has a ton of energy or because he's, you know, do it takes him longer to get things done or because mm -hmm. he doesn't respond to you when you talk to him all the time. And everybody's short tempered with him at home. People are short tempered with him at home. And then he goes to school and he gets picked on. What do you think is going to happen to his self-esteem? Yeah. How do you think he's going to feel about that? 
you know? And that's one of the biggest things that got my husband on board with gentle, respectful parenting was like, he was like, I do not want him to feel bad in our house. Yeah. If, if the world is so tough, if people are so horrible and you get one place where you get to feel good, let it be your home. That's let it right. be your own home. That's right, Jess. That's the most important thing is for them to be built up so high that it takes so much to bring their self-esteem down. And I think we should close with that. I think self-esteem is the basis for keeping them safe online I, with predators, with grooming, with bullying. I think self-esteem is the basis for all of that um, mm -hmm. because you accept things into your life that you feel you deserve a lot of the time. And the best way to protect against that is the self-esteem. Um, I think we should close with another game. And I think we should do the game that we did last week. The F Mary unalive. Alive. Yes, yes. <laughs> I think we should do that. And I have some good people for you. Do you want me to go first? Do you want to go first? Um, you can go first. Okay, I'm going to do, these are your people. Snoop Dogg, Hugh okay. Jackman, and Judge okay. Judy. Oh. <laughs> So Judge Judy, Judge Judy, she is so uptight for my liking. Me too. You know, I love her take no crap attitude, I guess, mm -hmm. but I could not live in a house with that. I really couldn't. Me neither. I, that's not for me. Yeah. Um, so she, I would have to off her. Yep. Um, and then I don't know much about Hugh Jackman. Um. <sighs> <laughs> I haven't even gotten to know him, Allison. I know. <laughs> I don't know what he would be like as a partner. Yeah. I feel like though he does sing and dance, that could be fun. Okay. Yeah. But like, a, but Snoop Dogg, he, okay. So I'm going to go with Mary Hugh Jackman and F Snoop Dogg and off, off Judge Judy. <laughs> that was going to be, that would have been my same picks, same exact picks. So I have Alicia Keys. Okay. Adele. Uh-huh. And Channing Tatum. <sighs> Alicia Keys. Okay. Alicia Keys. Who was the other one? Adele, Adele and Channing Tatum. Uh, I would probably say, oh my gosh, this is so hard. I love Alicia Keys. Okay. I'd I probably marry Alicia Keys. Alicia Keys. I don't want to off Adele, but damn it, it's Channing Tatum. I don't I might I might have to off Adele. Off Adele and F Channing Tatum. I'd probably and I'm not even really attracted to him, but he's like dances really well and has moves. Yep. Final answers. <laughs> final answers. All right. That was I a tough one. I I well, I I knew automatically you were going to marry Alicia Keys because it's <laughs> Alicia Keys. <laughs> I mean, who wouldn't marry Alicia Keys? I hope everyone has a good week. Thanks for hanging out with us and we will see you next time. Bye.